0: Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Terry James Gingrass and this is Dr. G's ADHD chat. This is a show trying to make the world safe for ADHDers. I am a clinical psychologist uh, and I've been working with ADHD families, individuals and so on for about 40 years now. Um, And um, I've just recently uh, started uh, opening a coaching practice um, which ADHDers uh, really tend to tend to like and need. Uh, I'm also the parent of at least one ADHD child and possibly two. And I also I'm um, the Uh, Well, I married into a whole family full of people with ADHD. So I've been around it, lived it, all that stuff for a long time. Um, Today, I want to do something a little different. Um, I usually totally react. Um, You know, I do a lot of research and I present my interpretation of, of things usually. But this one's a little different. Um, I was reading an article um, by a social worker named uh, uh, Wexelblatt, Ryan Wexelblatt, and uh, it was in uh, Attitude magazine, which I highly recommend if you don't get that regularly, uh, to subscribe. But he's talking about, and this is because it's a Father's Day thing, that's the only reason I'm doing this, is that... um, it's really important for fathers to be involved in teaching social skills to their boys. Uh, it's in this homogenized society that we're trying to develop. Uh, it's not very, uh, well, it's just say saying they're different between boys and girls uh, isn't the commonplace uh, belief that it used to be. Uh, back when I was a little boy, uh, or even when I was a young father. <clears throat> it's just real different, and I'm not sure where we're going with that exactly. But I know in viewership here that I get way more women watching than I do men. Uh, I I think that's a problem, and I think that indicates some things. Um, but one thing I do agree with uh, young master uh, wexelblatt is that fathers are absolutely necessary in the home and they are especially necessary if we have boys. Um, boys see the world differently than girls do. Uh, let's just say I have, I, have, I have a daughter I have two sons. I've been around the around the block with both of them uh, so you know girls just tend to be <laughs> nicer and quieter uh <laughs> well till they hit 13 or so and then <laughs> katie bar their door but uh you know they're they're it's they're just real different from little boys and you know the 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 things you need to look at and look for uh with boys is that you have to teach them the boy social skills. They're a little different than the girls' social skills. You know, it's not going to be the formal kind of etiquette and so on. Um, it's a little more rough and tumble. And you have to, you, have to, you know, sometimes you have to teach that. Uh, and you have to teach them how to get along and how sometimes they got to do something they don't really want to do um, just to get along with the guys, you know. Uh, I mean, there are all kinds of examples, but uh, sports is the big one, probably the biggest one. Uh, if you're a little boy who doesn't like sports at all, uh, that's, a, that's a problem. You're, you're just going to have, you know, almost every little boy at least plays one or two sports you know, may not, may not play very well, may not play at a very high level, but you, you know, usually, I mean, when I was a kid, it was all baseball, uh, baseball, basketball, football. You, you know, you played a different sport each season. Uh, Nowadays, it seems like uh, you get tagged as one kind of athlete, you know, you're a baseball player or you're a soccer player or that sort of thing. Um, But, it's kind of important that you get out there and do something, uh, some kind of activity, uh, physical activity. I mean, it's good for you, for of course. I mean, it's you learn a lot with competitive sports, uh, and you, um, you well, know, you, you learn about disappointment. You you learn about losing, uh, but sometimes you get to win, uh, and sometimes you also uh, get to. Uh, Help a teammate or you know you carry the team some days some games. You're just you're the guy You know you're you're in the zone, and you're doing everything right some days you can't do anything, right? uh, And and you have to learn to deal with both of those Um, And say no some days you're gonna win and some days you're gonna lose big time Uh, and uh, you have to learn to accept both of those, and you have to learn how to get along with the guys who maybe maybe they're not doing their jobs, maybe they're not playing as well as they could, maybe they don't care, uh, all that sort of thing. And, you, you know, you have to adjust and adapt to that. It's um, not necessarily the, your favorite thing, uh, but you play on the team, you've got to be part of the team. If you're not part of the team, then, you know, and I, I will tell you frankly that a lot, of, a lot of ADHDers do much better on solo sports, you know, things like golf, tennis, uh, that sort of thing where, you know, they only have to worry about themselves, competitive swimming, competitive running, you know, because they, uh, well, it's easier to focus, you know, and you don't have... ADHDers are l- l- roughly three years behind in uh, development, intellectual and social development, uh, than their um, peers. And so, you know, they have a little more trouble with the social skills part of things. No one went up, don't say anything. Don't, you know, he's upset, just leave him alone, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, they're not as good as they could be with with that sort of thing. And, you know, some of that you've got to teach. You know, some of that, you know, you didn't handle that very well today in the, in when you guys were, when Billy made the error and, and you were, you know, everybody was on him, you know. You, you've got to learn to do better, better than that. And you've got to also absorb some of their emotions, you know. then sports will make you emotional on occasion. And ADHDs tend to be more emotional than most. And uh, that's just the way it is. But you've gotta, you know, you've gonna say, whoa, you know. What do you think about the way you handled that today? You know, do you you think that was your best shot, or do you think you could have done better? You know, yeah, and you you don't want to criticize them particularly. You want to say, hey, we can improve this, okay? Try to stay as positive as possible because uh, they get a lot, an awful lot of negative all already, you know. And so you don't want to be part of that. You want to increase the positive flow as much as you can. Uh, and you want to um, make sure that uh, they see things as, as doing better next time i mean you don't you don't want to pin them to the to the wall you know you want to um, get them thinking you know that behavior is something that they can improve even though it's a little harder for them than it is for maybe the other kids but you don't want to emphasize that you want you know to let have, have them know that you know if you're going to have a friendship with somebody there's some give and take involved, and you have to be willing to, to take a little bit every once in a while. And you know you you've got they've got to also have a the notion that they're going to have to get along with a bunch of different people if you're in a, on a team, especially if you're just starting out. You know, like. Probably Little League's a good example. You know, you, there are going to be some kids who have almost zero skills in in baseball, uh, and they're going to make errors and they're going to screw up. And the way the other guys, you know, presupposing your child is one of the ones who's a little better at the sport, I assume that means you're in the backyard bunting with them and, you know, playing pepper and, uh, Playing catch and all that stuff, but if they're better than the average, uh, than the average kid, or maybe the than some of the kids who who really aren't athletic at all, and probably their fathers don't do anything with them, uh, you know he's got to be able to tolerate that. He's got to be able to accept it, and maybe help the other kid out. Who knows? Uh, but um, you know that is that is one of the things that. Uh, is a problem a lot on team sports is the especially early on where there's a huge difference between people who haven't played hardly anything and people who've been working at it for years you know it's not genetic there's i'm a firm believer that there's no such thing as talent there's only training and work okay and that will appear to be talent after some years uh, you know i when I was a little league coach, it was like, oh, my God, they're still saying this stuff. You'd see I have coaches say, oh, God, his, his brother was a really good athlete, so he's probably a really good athlete, too, like it was genetic or something. It's not. It's not. The reason the brother was a good baseball player is because Dad worked with the brother. And the reason this kid is probably going to be pretty good is because Dad probably also worked with him. That's it. No talent work training work training work okay uh and so and your child he's gonna have to uh, get to the point where he recognizes that how well he plays it's like everything else in life it depends on how much he puts into it okay Uh, if you have to drag him out of the house by the scruff of the neck to get him to throw a ball with you. Uh, well, you know, you need to let him know that, you know, hey, if you don't do the the work yourself with me, um, you're not going to improve. And yet the only one way to improve is to work at it, you know, and that's uh, baseball, soccer, any of the sports, okay? Um, I like baseball and soccer because it doesn't matter how big your kid's going to be, you know? Um, if you come from a long line of short people, uh, probably a basketball career is not in the cards. You know, if dad's five foot six and mom is five feet, even <laughs> just the NBA is not in your future, my <laughs> man. It's just not. Uh, I mean, of course there are some people that are extraordinarily determined and overcome to some extent some disadvantages like lack of height. But it's a very special circumstance. Because guess what? At the end of the game, everybody's tired, but the big guys are still big. <laughs> That's the the underlying problem. Okay, so you want to be... You're teaching your kid. You want to be as positive as you can. You want to praise him as, as a, much as you can. But you want to make the praise for the effort they put in, okay? I know you were really angry after da-da-da-da-da happened, but you did a good job. You didn't blow up all over the dugout, you know? So good, that's progress, okay? Those kinds of things are what you're you're looking for. Those kinds of things are uh, what you wanna emphasize. Effort is more important than talent, than ability, than any of this other stuff. And matter of fact, one of the things I see a lot a lot is parents make a huge mistake as they praise their child for how intelligent they are. Uh, no, no. Praise them for the effort they make in school, even if it comes easy to them. Because there's going to come a time, at some level, maybe all the way to college, when it isn't going to come so easy and they're going to have to work at it. And uh, they need to be prepared for that. And if you don't, inoculate them against uh, I don't have to, I'm intelligent I don't have to worry about it they will life will teach them a very valuable lesson okay uh, it's it's just you know, they've got to know that effort is what is important and you also and this is a tricky one you have to teach them how they appear to other people Uh, as much as you can you know I mean you don't you probably aren't gonna have a drone or something to fly over them and keep track of what they're doing and how they're saying it and that sort of stuff but you know in a soccer game or a little league baseball game or you know you'll see you'll see some interactions and you just need to you know teach them how they come across you know and it can be all sorts of different ways But you're trying to teach them, you know, how to be a good teammate, how to get along with people, uh, how to have positive social relationships. And, you know, like I said, little boys' relationships are a little different than little girls. You know, and God bless both of them. But that's the the way it is. And uh, that's the way. You want to, you know, I mean, what you want to do as the dad is you're, you're teaching your son how to be a good teammate, uh, how to be a, get the most out of whatever um, whatever skills he's developed, that sort of thing. That is terribly important. And it is a, what do I want to say, it is a, something they have to learn, okay? Um. Like I said, they no talent. Nobody's naturally a great baseball player or a great soccer player. People are good because they work at it, and they work at it consistently, and they work till improve, and they keep track of how they improve, and those are all things that are important in life too, because you know. The odds of any any one of our children becoming a professional athlete are very slim. But those the things you learn playing sports can help you in every other area of life. You know, like when you come time to get a job, you know, you're going to have to know how to get along with a bunch of different people including somebody who's going to be a boss you know and so you need to know how to develop you need to have developed those skills already and that's where dads come in and that's where dads can help uh you're gonna you're gonna need to know how to get along you're gonna need to know what what you have to do to become good enough to get promoted say or do a do a good job at what you do uh and you've got to understand that it isn't Something that comes naturally, it's something that you learn, because you do the work. Okay, I probably have emphasized that to the extreme, but it's terribly important, and it, um, it's, a life, it's a lifetime lesson. Uh, because, you know, you know as an ADHD person, and you know, a lot of times uh, the father will have be the one who has ADHD. You know, it takes a certain amount of effort to just survive, you know, odds are you'll make a few more mistakes than some people. It depends too, you know, you have to figure out what kind of work you're good at doing. Okay. And, uh, that's not so much the job title as to what you, as it is what you actually have to do with the job. And, um. You have to recognize that. You have to be able to deal with that sort of thing. And you have to um, understand that you're going to make mistakes. And the way you recover from mistakes is you go back to the books and you study what you're supposed to be doing. or, Or why it happened and how to keep it from happening again. Big job, Dad. Big job. Also one of the most rewarding things you do. So... Okay, I'm um, Dr. Terry James Gengrass. This has been Dr. G's ADHD Chat. Uh, this is a show trying to make the world safe for ADHDers. We need ADHDers. They are outside-the-box thinkers, and we need a bunch of those. Um, people who are neurotypical, That they're very good at maintaining the status quo, keeping the situation this, uh, the same way it's always been uh they frequently aren't that good at getting outside the system and seeing oh wait a minute we could do this better if we do this that and the other that's why we need a bunch of adhders okay my website is dr (laughs) is terrygingrassphd.com and uh check check that out um Going to be emphasizing some coaching here in the in the not too distant future. So, uh, look, be on the lookout for that, and uh, we'll catch you next time.